Welcome to the Fantasy Football Formula Podcast with all of your hosts today, Kyle Gullett, Riley Crum, and Connor Murray. I am the elder beardman, Clay Smith, and let's take him on down to them right now, Chiefy. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be back here with Connor. What's up? What's going on, buddy? I missed. I <laughs> yeah, missed what's the up? Draft. Y- but you didn't, though. You, you missed the talking portion of the mock draft. You missed, they missed, everyone listening missed that portion, but we didn't. We were there. We knew you were there. You were there there in text message yelling at you (laughs) over your picks. One pick. You only were mad about one pick, and I disagree still, but we won't get into that. That's that's for another time. (laughs) For another time, that's for another day, my friend. (laughs) And Kyle, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm I'm just loving listening to you guys talk. It's been so long. It's been, it's been a while since we've been together here in 12 hours apart. <laughs> uh, all right, Clay, if you can hit us up with that opening question to get us talking, because clearly we need the help. Let's get down to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, boys. In Dynasty Leagues, how much do age and injury risk affect your strategy? Uh, first thing I want to say about this is that I think age can often be overvalued in Dynasty Leagues because it is a Dynasty League. You do want long-term strategy. But at the end of the day, you want to win a championship every season, right? Do you want to win every season or do you want to have a chance at winning in five seasons? <laughs> I think that's a that's a definitely a point of contention because when people play, they definitely – I think a lot of people enjoy the fact of next season. But, of course – that doesn't mean you're wrong. You're right. Like I get it. But yeah, I just want to give some other people some credit there. Like people enjoy the next season thing, right? But you're saying I think it is. It can be enjoyable when you're not that good. But I think a lot of times. So for instance, this season in startup dynasty drafts, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be taking David Montgomery early, uh, Josh Jacobs early. You know, rookie running backs early that are unproven and we don't know if they're actually going to be good or not. And if you pick someone like David Montgomery over an established running back like Marlon Mack or he's, he's young too, but you know what I mean? If you take him over somebody that we know is good already, then I think you're just setting yourself up for failure in the future. That's, that's, that's the weird thing about it is um, uh, if, if you look back at when our, our, um, our dynasty league started. It's been going for how many years now? What's this is our fifth year, right? Our fourth fifth or fifth. Year, I think. So uh, whenever ours started, um, we were noobs. The, but we had the, no clue. But, we were doing. but but the rookies those years were um, Todd Gurley and David Johnson were two the two big ones true, that come true. to my head right now. And and they didn't go till the mid rounds, and they. It, I I would have slept on them. I wouldn't have even drafted them. Um, but that's 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 what I'll say to counter your point. There is like not maybe people aren't gonna put Jacobs. Maybe they'll get maybe you'll get him at his um, at his ADP in the in the dynasty draft unless you you've got people that are just more dynasty savvy. Um, so so. Kyle, if you're in a new draft and you're in the beginning of the fourth round, right now David Montgomery is going 402. Um, the players right in front of him are Mark Ingram, Josh Jacobs, 
Devonta Freeman, Carryon Johnson, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack. Um, you feel better taking uh, – I don't want to say Derrick Henry just to throw you under the bus because I know you don't like him anyway. <laughs> None of us do. But you feel better taking the majority of those players. You take better, feel better taking Mark Ingram over David Montgomery because I Basically don't. Basically every player you mentioned, yeah. Who's, the better, I, who's behind him, though? You know uh, those answers. Chris Carson, Philip Lindsay, Sony Michelle, Tevin Coleman, Kenyon Drake. Those are those uh, are even names that I would take over Drake. Those are a little Coleman. tougher, mostly just Tevin Coleman, but I would I would take Drake. Uh, who were the other two? I would take Lindsay and Carson. Michelle, Carson, maybe not, but I think the others, yes. Yeah. In a dynasty draft, I'd take David Montgomery over all of those players for sure. Um, not the ones I named the first half, the, the, the people behind him. Of the people in front of him, I would take him over Mark Ingram. I would l- definitely take him over Derrick Henry and Marlon Mack. I would take him over Marlon Mack. But the other ones, I'd rather have Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Carryon Johnson. Um, but I'm on the end of valuing age too much, for mm-hmm. sure. And I'm, I know I'm, that. I'm the same way. I'm the same exact way. I don't think you're as much as me. You, you have a pretty good mix, Connor. We're looking at your team. Um, I know this year, I know you said you have a really young team, but a lot of times you do go in between. I, I'm, I've taken it too far, and I enjoy it. That's the thing. I enjoy it. But you're right. I get what you're saying. It's probably more fun to win, but I just wouldn't know. You know, I just wouldn't know. <laughs> All right, so that's age. What, what about injury history? How does injury history uh, affect you? Connor, I think you should hit this one up. This is in, Injury is a lot of a bigger thing for me. I don't, I don't really know anyone in our leagues that harp on it as bad as I do. But there's players that I won't even consider in trades because of their injury histories and um, and injuries that occur. Like uh, Devontae Freeman was a big one for me. I You're going to be fighting me on that all year, aren't you? I loved him as a player <laughs> going into last season. And his head just got banged around too much, and that terrified me. Whenever Darius Geist tore his ACL, I wanted out the the minute after he tore it, and I had yeah. him. I had him very high. I, mm-hmm. I was huge on him. Um, injuries, uh, it matters more to me in running backs specifically. I agree than with any that other for sure. position. Uh, outside of running backs, wide receiver, um, like Odell, he suffered a pretty bad injury uh, a bit ago, and uh, he came back. And like I wasn't as worried about that as I would have been if that would have happened to uh, my starting running back uh, let's let's say uh, Mixon. I would have been much more worried about that if it was Mixon instead of Beckham. I don't. I want to count. I want to say that I don't worry about injuries at all, which is crazy. But in the dynasty league, I don't. I don't. I don't worry about it at all in the least, um, unless it is like Todd Gurley's injury this year, who I still love, but. Like, Todd Gurley's injury this year is a lingering issue. It's arthritis. It's something that's not going to leave. If it's a torn ACL, if it's anything like that, I don't really mind. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine with carrying mm-hmm. on to the next year. Carrying on. For the most part, for the most part, I agree with uh, Riley on the injury history. But it definitely does factor a lot into the running backs. Because I know wide receivers have a longer yeah, shelf I, life. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much mostly concerned with my running backs. Uh, for for instance, this injuries. season, what are your thoughts on Todd Gurley's knee injuries and how that affects his long-term Dynasty, I, it's hard. Dynasty, it's rough. But in redraft, I'm totally taking him in every single draft that I if, possibly can. If, if I were to ask you guys, 
who's going to score the most touchdowns on the Rams? You would you would both say Todd Gurley, I would presume. Mm-hmm. Easy. There you go. It's it's it. It's this season. I'm not sure about what's going to happen with Todd Gurley. I will say that, but I I do think that if if his knee stays um, capable, that he will lead the team. Probably the whole team in touchdowns. I would assume. Probably the whole yeah, I mean, I, that's what he does. I'm pretty sure in an earlier episode, me and Riley were talking about it. And I advised everyone to go and buy him in every league they could. <laughs> so yeah. that's my thoughts on it. We're all in see, on see, like that's where, like with me, he has that knee thing. I'm gonna stay away from Todd Gurley as much as humanly possible. It even uh, sketches fair. me out to have Le'Veon Bell in a dynasty. It 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 sketches me out because he's never he's. I don't think he's played a full sixteen due to um, sitting out some games. He definitely didn't play a full sixteen last season, but. Um, yeah, he's played a full sixteen once, one wow. time. Yep, yep. See that that that's a little scary to me because he's he's had some problems. I, I don't All know right, how well. I look over it so well, but I do. Just don't <laughs> just you know close your eyes, keep walking. All right, so I think that does it for the dynasty strategy intro. Now the main portion of this episode is going to be a sort of Q and A. We we jumped on sleeper our favorite fantasy apps where we host our leagues and we jumped in the fantasy football chat, the fantasy football Q and a, and we grabbed some questions and we're just going to kind of run through our answers on these questions that people had in the community. Our, our unofficial sponsor, the love of our life sleeper box. <laughs> we were, we were on the sleeper train before anybody else. I, and I, what I will say is that if you are as trade savvy as me and you love trading as much as I do, sleeper bot is the place to be in your fantasy football because you can it hasn't happened in our league yet but you can have a 12-man trade a 12-team <laughs> trade no we did we had one where we trade all 23rd picks but but not an actual 12-man trade i think i worked on it last year for oh god i think it was like it was a long time. Six straight hours. I was, I was, uh, I was in a hospital waiting, and I the whole night I stayed up trying to get a twelve man trade working, and it, it's it's so much more difficult than what it even sounds. Because it sounds Absolutely. difficult, but it's even more difficult than what it sounds. And yep, so I, we love sleeper. In, in all honesty, sleeperbot is the it's awesome for trades. You can you can look at everything. It's not even called sleeperbot anymore. That's how long we've been using it. Uh, yeah, it's it's just sleeper. But uh, yeah, if you're doing anything other than an absolute standard roster, standard scoring, and all of that, jump on sleeper. It's way it's way easier. All right. So uh, for our first question, we're gonna do a rank them um, amongst four like players, and we have a lot of was, different lists. Yeah, this one was list, a just lists, Kyle. No, mine and Riley's aren't are too sure? far off. No, mine and Riley's are pretty much. Pretty I changed. I, I they hurt me a little bit. They both hurt yeah. me a little bit. All right, so first up, uh, Connor, hit us off, and then we'll jump to Kyle because you guys have the most different. Well, the uh, rank them. Yeah. The rank them is is rank these four in order, best to worst: Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams, and Devonta Freeman. Oh, every time I hear the name, my heart flutters. David Williams, are you kidding me? Devonta Freeman. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'll start it off um, in the rank'em, in the 
I started with uh, it, actually I think I might have ranked them as they were named. No, I had it for the last two flopped. Uh, Aaron Jones number one, um, Leonard Fournette number two, Devonta Freeman number three, and then Damian Williams number four. I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and list mine, and then we can we can talk about it. So I obviously have Devonta Freeman number one. I have Damian Williams number two. Leonard Fournette, three, and Aaron Jones, four. Wow, what a flip. What a flip. It was I'll, almost uh, just the reverse of Connor. I know. I'll split the difference here and say Fournette, number one, Aaron Jones, number two, Devonta Freeman, number three, and Damian Williams, number seven. What I <laughs> See, I, it wouldn't take much at all for me to switch Jones and Fournette to be exactly like Riley's. It wouldn't take much at all. Exactly. Th- those two for me, I kept going back and forth. That was yeah, tough. Absolutely. And I hate having Dreamin' three, honestly. To Kyle's, to Kyle's point, I'm yeah, not yeah. Going on the hatred I, of Devonta Freeman. I, I, actually I, I, really see, like I do him. hate having him, having him three. I wish I could have him four. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have him lower. You're just trying to hurt me at this point. If, if at the end of this show... If by the end of this show, Kyle, you can think of a rank for Freeman, I will make any bet with you in some kind of ranking. We'll get to that in the end of the we'll, show. We'll get to that. We, we've got some bets. Is a blazing right. thing? A Bruin? This is the, amazing. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll discuss it later. But uh, <laughs> we, I've I've discussed Freeman a lot. He's he's proven he's an RB one in basically every every year he's actually played. Uh, so yeah, I think he's number one. He's the only one on this list that's done that. Damian Williams, number two. The upside is the highest of anyone on this list, and I don't think the players behind him are good enough to overtake him. They might be, but I don't think they will. Fournette, high, high ranked out of college, hasn't been able to put it together. Maybe he does this year, maybe he doesn't. I don't have confidence in it. And then four, Aaron Jones. Wish I had him above Fournette, but he's he's always been efficient. Uh, I just want to see him with that workload. So I see a trend of liking workload more than talent because if I'm just looking at it um, from what I would like, if I was building a team, I would have – that's kind of how I ranked mine. This is how I would like it if I had a team. It would be Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, Devonta Freeman, Damian Williams, number seven. It just makes the most sense to me that Leonard Fournette's not going to lose his job unless he gets suspended for the rest of the year, which is possible. I'll say that. But he's not going to lose his job for talent. Aaron Jones, even though it's been a wild battle for some weird reason, it's been a wild battle, it, it doesn't matter in the end. Aaron Jones is better than, than, than every other running back they have. So – in the end, Aaron Jones wins that battle to me. Devonta Freeman has the work. We know that, especially now that they've gotten rid of um, everyone else in that position. So Devonta Freeman has the work, and Damian Williams is just it's just no way I see him doing anything this year. I'm just not not excited for that. I, I could see them. It, you said that there's no one on the team better than him, and and I agree with that. But um, what about uh what about the waiver wires? What if they just pick someone up that's better than him? Because they could Imagine they do picked that. up Donta Foreman and just threw him out there. They could definitely do that. Donta <laughs> Foreman way better than him. And I don't love Donta Foreman. I actually kind of low on Donta Foreman. I don't think he's great, but way, way better than Damian Williams. Way better is a stretch. Let's let's see. Um, I want 
I, I want to take a second to just combat this trend that um, Leonard Fournette is in that little, uh, what would that be, that second tier of running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that on and in any given week or uh, given a healthy season, Leonard Fournette would be a, a I would say, top eight running back. And um, I He was that. actually number eight in 2017. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is in, in 2017, in the last two seasons, he's not played 16. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in 17, uh, Leonard Fournette was an animal. And, um, and what we expected of him in 2018 was uh, the sky's the limit for him. And, yeah, uh, last year I had him ranked number four overall, and I don't regret that now. That's why I still have right, him top right. this list. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. Could have been off-field things. Could have been. Could have been the on-field things where he was getting in fights on the field. Could have been that. Don't know. Um, but uh, Leonard Fournette, I believe, is just an absolute animal. And I don't. I don't know where this growing trend of him falling came from. I'm not really sure. Maybe it's just a. It's just a mixture of off-the-field issues and. Um, and on-the-field issues. He's very very injured <laughs> a lot, and and there are. You know, off-field issues. He got uh, he got pulled over and arrested. I think just overnight, which it didn't end up being anything, but that happened, and that adds up. You know, if you're a coach, but yeah, those things true. those things really stack up against you. Now, I've that's actually true. been rising on Fournette uh, the last week or so. Same. I've I've been looking at the offense and the team overall, and the offense is just going to be better than it has been. Exactly. And, and there's 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 going to be some better carries better opportunities better I holes think it's going to run through him also and i think he run. does have an opportunity to, to if he stays healthy to, to jump back up in the rb1 category but like i said i mean riley may disagree with me but damien williams has the highest ceiling of all these guys definitely um, doesn't have the highest ceiling but he he i don't even i can't say anything good about him i try i, 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 I really try. I, don't, I don't think so either i think damien williams will end up being another flop he's going to be another like a C.J. Anderson of late, and a Thomas Rawls, uh, <laughs> just just a, another flop. I don't think it's going to happen for him. I think the workload will get passed around a lot um, after they see that. Oh, this guy really can't do it. Um, uh, so I, that's why I have him at four. I think uh, Jones and Fournette are uh, they're going to combat that those top two right there, and then Freeman at third. I have him there because he's not going to stay healthy. And um, and if if I could, I would have him at four. Yeah, that's uh, fair. I mean, last thing to, I want to yeah, go ahead. Last thing I want to say about this one, uh, sp- this specific question is, I think that I'm going to mention Thomas Rawls a lot. Uh, not even just today, but overall, <laughs> talking about fantasy football, he comes up in my lexicon way more than what he should. Way more than anyone should talk about Thomas was Ra- Thomas Rawls. The six games that he had in the NFL as relevant. I was just going to say that we argued these guys a lot, but overall, they're they're all pretty close in rankings. Yeah, so. yeah. That's, that, that's why it's that's why it's so much fun to argue these because it is tough. Uh, other than Damian Williams, it's tough. All right, let's go on to number two. It's a keep question, keeper question. Who are you going to keep? Saquon for a first rounder. Zeke. For a third rounder, or Damian Williams for a sixteenth rounder. All right. So at first, I went Saquon right off the bat. Yeah, that's the first thing you said was Saquon. I was like Saquon, easy because it's 
it, to have the number one player, you have the number one player. Doesn't matter when you're taking him. You would have taken him then. Him then, anyways. It doesn't matter. Correct. That, it was right off the bat, like there. And then I started looking deeper into it, and Zeke with the third definitely makes the most sense to me. Um, you're getting a player that is dra- being drafted number one in some drafts, minus the holdout issue. This is a keeper league, so minus the holdout issue. Um, Zeke is definitely the easy option here, and I'll I'll uh, I'd, I'd go with Zeke every single time. Yeah, I I completely agree. Uh, exactly with what you said too. If you're if you're getting a value of like Zeke in the third, um, it's fun saying Zeke is a value. That's never been said, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Goodness gracious, um, like y- your team would be just stacked if you could get him in the third. So that's, that, I think that's, I think that one's easy to be honest with you. But uh, Kyle, uh, I think when you first read it, you said Damian Williams was the first thing that came to your head. That was the first thing that came to my head. Um, but honestly, I have no idea. I've looked at this and I've at different points in my thought process, I've settled on all three of these options. <laughs> so I don't really know what a solid answer would be. Honestly, I would probably end up going Zeke with a third rounder. But Damian Williams' is 16th rounder is tough to pass up. It's just that you have two of the top four running backs. How does this guy get this team, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, how does he get this yeah. team? How did he end but up second with this of all, uh, what I was saying is he's got Saquon and Zeke, two of the top four running backs, probably the top two running backs. As the other two options, and I don't, I just don't think he can keep Damian Williams over one of those guys. Hey, whoever got this team, kudos to you. Yeah, and um, and, and you need to find some new league mates for letting you this happen. <laughs> this isn't fun. This can't be fun. Uh, but congratulations on your championship last year. I'm sure you got it. You're in a six man, six team league or something. Uh, Next question is something similar. It's not the same. This is a keeper. This one's dynasty, but you know, similar league formats and the keeping the same players. So uh, this one's a trade in dynasty. Uh, Travis Kelsey or Evan Ingram, Darius Geis, and DJ Moore, which is quite a haul. Mm-hmm. That now, is an absolute fortune for Travis I'm Kelsey. Interested to see your thought process process on this rally you've always loved guys uh i know you like ingram a lot so what what's your thought well the first you have to look at your team in in, the, in this kind of a trade because this is dynasty and you mentioned earlier how you shouldn't value um age too much right off the bat because if if it if it was if this was in my league if the team that i have now i'm going ingram guys dj Moore because it it's more of a long-term goal. There's a lot of really young, good players there. But also, Kelsey is the number one tight end by a long shot this year and the last and last year. And so getting Kelsey for no matter what price, if you get the best player in the trade, then you usually win. You, you The best player in the trade, whoever gets the best player in the trade usually wins. Absolutely. And if you're getting Travis Kelsey here – I know that guys and DJ Moore is tough, but those are still two question marks. It's not like it's two sure things. These are two under-23-year-olds 
who haven't proved it yet in the field, barring injury. I know guys had injury problems, but he still hasn't had a chance to prove it. And you know what you're getting out of Kelsey. You're getting a win at the tight end position every single week with Kelsey. So I'm not championing Kelsey and saying this is an easy choice. No, it's not. But I am saying that I can see where this is coming from. And if your team, and you're really gunning for it this year, you want to win the championship this year, and you think that this is your shot, I could see it. I could see taking Kelsey because, I mean, even if you are sacrificing the future a little bit, I could see it. I'd, I'd see the worth. Oh, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see. What did uh, Ingram finish last year? Uh, he was kind of low, but he only played 10 games, I think. Pretty played sure. 11 games. Yeah, in points per game. 13. In points per game, I'm pretty. Let me check real quick. I think he finished in, at 13 at both. In points per game, he was seventh. Seventh, okay. Um, see, I I just think that you're paying a an absolute boatload for Travis Kelsey. I think, uh, it, speaking of points from the tight end position, that is thin all across the board. Um, there's only uh, a select few that are gonna score score you. A, uh, a decent to good amount each week. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Ingram falls into the category right in between decent and good for you each week. And uh, Kelsey's just right above. He's, he's scoring you good points each week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Very good. So, so <laughs> Very the way good. I view those, <laughs> yeah, the way I view those is like, maybe if you did Ingram and DJ Moore for Kelsey, that would feel more fair to me. But just throwing a third player in there, I think is too much. And that's coming from the guy that's probably traded the most. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm probably, two yeah. years ago, in 2017, Evan Ingram finished as the number five tight end. So right. that that's, I mean, that, there's definitely upside there. And I like Evan Ingram a lot um, this year specifically because of the opportunity he has with the Giants. And I know that Eli is um, Eli. And I think his name says it all in, in that. And Daniel Jones is, you know, not good enough to be the sixth overall pick in the NFL draft. That's for sure. It's a, it's a bad offense. It's not a great offense. You can say But it's... <laughs> he's the number one receiving option on that offense, and he has proved that he can do it. So I know that he's going to have some some questionable throws coming his way. But if they can even find some accuracy whatsoever, I can see him having some big weeks this year. Yeah, when I first looked at it, I was heavily leaning towards the Ingram side. But the more I think about it, Kelsey is such a difference maker at the position. Yeah. Uh, So if you think back in 2015, that's a while back. Kelsey hadn't really broken out yet. He still finished as the number seven tight end, right? Mm -hmm. 2016, he breaks out number one tight end. 2017, number two tight end behind Gronk. Barely behind Gronk when he had one of his very good seasons. And then last year... Number one, had one of the best tight end seasons of all time. He's still getting better. He's already proven he's one of the best tight ends we've ever seen. Yeah. And No, for sure. And like I said earlier, a difference it's, a, maker. it's a win every week at the position. It's, a, it's an easy win every single week at the position, and those points add up. So if you have, you know, five, six, if you average five to six more points at the tight end position every single week, that, that's, that's, that's going to add up to a lot I'm, of wins by the end of the year. I'm leaning Kelsey just because... There's not a lot of guys around the league 
that are true difference makers every week in fantasy. And Travis Kelsey is one of those guys. If you can get him, I think it's almost always a win. And your the Ingram guys, DJ Moore, there's no promise that any of them can start for your fantasy team this year. There's no guarantee that any of them are going to be starters on your fantasy team. I, I think Ingram's going to be a starter on any team. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think so. Off too, the but. beginning, yes, but let's say let's say you guys are right, and and Daniel Jones, Eli Manning are just awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, like week three comes around and he's only caught ten passes in the first three games. It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe he's not a starter anymore. Just just because of his offense, not because of him. But guys, I mean, this injury could be a problem. There's three other running backs there. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel's got a lot, a lot, a lot of fluff this summer about how good he's been doing in camp. He could take over that job. I still think DJ Moore has a spot. I think I still think Guys has a spot. I still think Ingram does. But they're all question marks. And there is a, a, a fairly large percentage that all three of them could could completely flop, and and Kelsey's not going to flop. You have the number one tight end. At worst case scenario, you have the number two tight end, and that's what you're getting. So, whoever gets but in, the best in reality, it's comes down to team composition. If you yeah. don't have a chance to win this year, take the end guys. But if you're in a position where you could even challenge for a top spot, go for Kelsey. In my yeah. opinion, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll agree with that. All right, All right, Connor, so give us this next question because this is your this is your guy, Connor. This I is will. a guy that we've talked about before. Have we talked about him? Yeah, we've we've talked about him before. Don't, I will absolutely spearhead this question. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, where will Devontae Freeman finish? RB one, RB two, or bust? Now, me personally, I think Devontae Freeman will bust, but. <laughs> <laughs> but if we look at it, and I'm I'm going to be fair to him, he was number one in 2015. He was an absolute animal. The next season after that, I think he was ranked he was ranked fifth or sixth. And 2017, he took a step back. Uh, I think he, 2017 he might have ranked. Can't remember where he ranked in 2017. Thirteenth. Thirteenth in 2017. Okay, not a huge step back. Still in the top 15. Not bad. Injuries absolutely stole his 2018 season away. Health concerns are a big deal for him. For him, the injuries are valid. But if you consider what he did in 28 or 2015, he's an animal. But Edo Smith isn't going anywhere. I don't think he's going to. I think he'll probably vulture. He's definitely not going into the end zone, that's for sure. I, I think he'll vulture some touchdowns. Um, probably not uh, a significant amount, but if you, if you look at it, um, Freeman's going to be the bell cow. If he stays healthy, he could absolutely bust, which I'm in that, in, in that train. I think, I just don't think he can stay healthy the way he runs. He runs low and he runs so hard. I don't think he's going to stay healthy. But All right, if Kyle. He does, he's an RB one. Let's let's hear this this fantastic rebuttal because I'm here in the middle. I say he's going to be an RB two. I, I don't um, clearly he has the upside of being an RB one, but I mean I just feel like RB two is a safe safe spot for him. Um, so let's hear this RB one argument. Listen, I've talked about Devontae Freeman constantly. I think I've talked about him every single episode thus far. He's just always comes up. I even took him in the mock draft. He's 
everything I want. I need him. Their depth chart is so weak behind him that he's going to get the work. And we've seen it before. He doesn't even need all the work to be unbelievable. I think his biggest asset is his ability to catch passes. And Tevin Coleman's gone. He's going to absolutely dominate the passing work. I don't think he's going to run into the, I don't think they're going to run him into the ground the way they did in 2015-2016 when he was getting 240-250 carries. But if he, you know, squeaks around that squeaks around that that makes sense. Squeaks around that yeah, 200. I'll take, I'll take it. Squeaks around that 200 carry mark and gets 70 80 targets, which is completely possible. I don't think there's any way he doesn't finish the snobby one. He's just that good. All right, Kyle, real fast. Uh, over, under 1,000 yards. Rushing? Yeah. I'm going to go under. All right, over, under 1,500 total. Mm. I'd probably go... Mm. I'd go slightly under. Wow. Okay. Slightly, yeah, I would under. agree with both of those. I would think he'll yeah, be slightly I knew you under would. both. I knew you would. No, I'm I think, talk- think he's going to be close, both. though. I think he'll be around 900 yards rushing and then probably 500 receiving. So say he stays healthy, I think he'll be barely under both. All right, I'm trying to create a point of contention, but but Kyle, you're um you're really you're really not living up to your Devonta Freeman love here. That is, that is 1,400 yards, not good. Ah, you know, I thought he was going to be a number one running back. What, where's, where's, what's happening? In 2016, he has 1,541 yards. And Total? He was, yes. Number six. Number wow. six. All, okay. all, I haven't ranked at number 10. If he puts up 1,400 yards, he can easily be a number one running back. And okay. he's going to score touchdowns, too. Tevin Coleman's gone. Like I mentioned, he's not going to be sharing touchdowns with as much as he did when Coleman was there. He, he'll probably be close to double-digit touchdowns on the ground, probably two or three on the uh, through receiving. So yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty safe at, at the low end RB one edge. Okay. Yeah, I mean I, I was, I'm taking him in a lot of drafts. I have him as an RB two, but it's a high end RB two, and I'm I'm loving taking him at the where's he at right now? He is. I think he's at RB thirteen. Is that what he's being taken as? Maybe. Right now he's being taken in the back end of the third round, which is beautiful. Only problem with me taking him a lot of times is carry on still available, and I'm lean carry on slightly, but not by a lot. So I'm always looking Devonta Freeman this year. Really, really like his value. So I'm not against Kyle on any of this. Where do you have him ranked in in your running back rankings? Um, I believe. He would come in around, last time I checked, it was 16 or 15? I thought it was 16, yeah. Yeah, 16, and I believe carry-on was was 15 or 14. So Do you know what, what range he is in your, your rankings, Connor? Uh, like low RB2? Yeah, it would be it would be lower RB2. Yeah, I, just, I have him at 10, so just, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to price check. I'll, I'll get back yes. to you on that. See you what you're. Next one. <laughs> All right. So the next uh, next question we found would uh, who would you rather draft in a non PPR 
uh, league. Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and Philip Lindsay. First things first, I'd like to jump in and defend David Montgomery, who I actually really like this year, and I didn't, I didn't know honestly. I thought we all did, and then I'm learning quickly that you guys do not like David Montgomery, and and I'm I'm apparently the David Montgomery guy now. I think it's becoming that because I really like David Montgomery. I I got into his film earlier this year when he first got drafted, and he looks really solid. I think that he's got a good run game, and uh, and he's a good pass catcher. One of the big things that last year the Chicago Bears tried to do was force feed the ball to to um, to Howard Jordan Howard in the air, and he just proved to them over and over again, no, I can't do this. Like he just couldn't do it, and they they still tried for the first three games of the year, and to to no avail. And David Montgomery, if they try that same thing, I don't think that that um, that that he'll fail. I think that it'll work. I think that if so, they force feed him the ball, like they do, do if they give that... him the same. Jordan Howard had last year. I think he'll take it. Do you think that after watching Tariq Cohen be the best pass catching back in football the past two years, they're still going to not give him the ball? I think that they'll still get him the ball. However, I think that they're going to scheme different things for him. I see uh, Tariq Cohen as a gadget player. Um, He played a lot in the slot last year. I see him Mm -hmm. being a gadget player. And I don't think that takes away that much from David Montgomery because David Montgomery is going to get every carry. Um, of course, Cohen, aka Inspector Gadget. Inspector. <laughs> I, also I think have, that he could uh, be the greatest gadget player of all time. Uh, how about I say that? Like Darren Sproles and him on a uh, on a mountain together. Uh, I mean, I have to, Tariq Cohen ranked higher than him, but I won't get into Montgomery too much. To the uh, Freeman point, I have uh, Freeman at RB eighteen, and to uh, Riley's point, I have David Montgomery at running back thirty four. <laughs> let me let me check mine real quick. Uh, go ahead on your answer, Connor. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm pulling the dock back up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we had. Um, I had. Uh, I'm big on Philip Lindsay on this one. I wanted. Uh, yeah, I felt more comfortable with him because he's already proven. Uh, it does concern me that they just signed Theo Riddick. Um, if I could, um, if I could have two of them, it would be Jacobs and Lindsay, but, uh, I absolutely love Lindsay's style of play. He's, he's an animal, uh, in the, in the catching game. And, um, and like I said, we, we've seen what he can do and he's just shown flashes of brilliance that would, that would lead me to graft him in a non PPR. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that. Lindsey actually finished last season in standard leagues as the running back 12, and he only had 192 carries and 47 targets, which can easily happen again. Per game, that comes out to 12 carries and three targets per game. Yeah. You, think he, you think he can get that many looks a game this year? For sure. Can, right? For sure. So if absolutely. he gets that again, or even more, because he proved last year that he <laughs> is a legit NFL running back. I think he's better than Royce Freeman, and I think he's he's gonna control that job for the rest of this, the rest of the season. Uh, but yeah, he was one of the guys that I looked at too. Josh Jacobs is a guy I really like this year. I think he's very talented, and I think they're gonna give him the ball. And I just want to mention Chris Carson as well. He actually finished uh, <laughs> just ahead of Lindsey when it came to points per game. 
Uh, I think Lindsay it's was weird. 12, it was it was 12. a very high finish. Yeah, it was. People don't high finish. People don't think of him performing as well as he actually did. Uh, he he averaged 13 points per game in standard last year, which was 14th overall, or not overall. He finished 14th overall in overall scoring, even though he didn't start the entire year. You know, so it's, it's what it is with injuries is how many times I've been burned on injuries and Chris mm-hmm. Carson being one of them. I started him the game where he went down and got hurt. Uh, I immediately dropped him after that. <laughs> and uh, I picked he, him up. That was he, me for the rest of the year. He got hurt and uh, he hurt me in return. Yeah. Well, my answer to this question is everyone but David Montgomery. My question is also everyone except David Montgomery. I checked. Uh, also, and he's my running back 28 right now, and might move him down to 30. Wow, this is so sad. <laughs> uh, I actually went Jacobs on this, and uh, we did our mock draft, and I had the choice between the two, and I went Jacobs, but I did mention Montgomery because I thought he deserved mentioning. Um, Kyle, I believe David Montgomery will score more points than Philip Lindsay this year. Um, definitely a no. no Holy people. moly. I do not agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to make it. I just wanted to let you know. I think he's going to score more. Definitely oh, not. Speaking of speaking of bets like this, Connor, we did we didn't make our bet about Devontae I Freeman. I tried to force one to happen, and you guys just didn't want it to, so I left. Devontae it. Freeman. I want to I want to do where he finishes. If you're okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um. Top top what? I want to say fifteen. I'll take that. You take that? I'll take that. All right. I think I, I don't think he will finish inside the top 15 running backs. I think he will finish inside the top 15 running backs. Is that a, a, that's a blazing a, bet? That's a blazing bet, buddy. You got yourself a blazing bet. Right, you guys so, that don't know what that is. Yeah, it's, real quick. It means the loser has to eat a small serving of blazing hot wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. Or is it each blazing bet's one blazing wing? Yeah, I'm sure we'll acquire yeah, yeah, yeah. more. Yeah, you're exactly. right. You're right. And uh, if if you would like to take one, Riley on uh, Philip Lindsay, absolutely finishing farther than Montgomery. Yeah, I, I would have taken that as well. Okay. Sweet. There it is. Is this a two v one or what's happening with that? You got, one? You got to say it. Is out. that fair? Gotta, it's just you two. You got to say it out loud, Riley. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I believe that, <laughs> that David Montgomery will finish higher in non PPR than Philip Lindsay. I believe Philip Lindsay will finish higher than David Montgomery in non PPR. All right. Let's All right. This. That's two. V two. All right. That's two. I'm glad I wasn't a part of two of them. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> to the next question. No more blazing bet. All right. See, next question. In a trade, a point five PPR, half point PPR. Antonio Brown and Carryon Johnson, or Adam Thielen and Joe Mixon. Riley. I am going to go first because I don't want Riley to talk anymore. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. <laughs> and I went Adam Thielen and Joe Mixon, and to be honest, it wasn't as close as I thought it would be. I have Antonio Brown as my wide receiver eight. I have Adam Thielen as my wide receiver 10, so they're very close to me. Uh, and I have Antonio Brown a little bit higher. How close are they to you? How close are they to you? They're actually just in the other room. <laughs> What's up, Antonio? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he looked good. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> uh, they're, they're very close to my rankings. And Antonio Brown's amazing. He's been the best receiver in the league. I just don't trust Derek Carr. I think he's, he's going to finish with a great season, but I think he's going to be a little boomer bust on the back of Derek Carr's interesting decision-making. I'll leave it at that. And I think Thielen is close. Actually, not. I don't have Thielen as 10. I have him at oh, 12, sorry. But yeah, I, that's I still think they're pretty close. And so where the big difference comes in is running back Joe Mixon, Carrion Johnson. And Carrion... We know Theo Riddick's gone now. He's he's going to get more work in the passing game, but I don't think he's just. I don't think he's going to be an RB one this year. And I have Joe Mixon solidly in my second tier running backs, number eight. I still have Carry On at number fourteen. So I think that's where the biggest difference comes in. I like to talk about the first group, the big group of running backs. I want to get one of every draft, and Joe Mixon is one of those guys that I always want. So if I can get him in his trade, and I'm not losing much on wide receiver, really, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Oh, man. This is... I'll, Riley, I'll let you... You want to retort, or do you want me to just go in on Antonio before you go ahead? No, no, let's save you let me for ask last. It. Let me okay. ask Antonio to leave real quick before you trash talk him. <laughs> okay, there yeah. we go. I don't th- I don't know how, how well he would handle that, honestly, hearing this out loud. Uh, yeah. He's not walking too fast. His, his feet are messed up, sorry. <laughs> Man, did you just roast Antonio Brown for no reason? <laughs> no, I'm just saying his feet are hurt. It's all I'm saying. It's a little bit sore. Kind of like frostbitten feet or something. <laughs> all right, so I went Antonio Brown, carry on Johnson. I am on the other side of this mix because Antonio Brown is is Antonio Brown. And I've talked so much about Antonio Brown in the way of the Steelers this year, but I actually haven't talked much about Antonio Brown in his current situation with the Raiders. And mm-hmm. I, I am like the only... you to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do yeah. That. Do that for us. Let's, let's do also, that. Also, I just want to mention that the argument Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown elite, top-notch. Exactly. Top-notch. That, that's a good argument. <laughs> that's a good argument. <laughs> you should have <laughs> dropped the mic right there. I, if I could, I would, but it's attached to my face. So go ahead and call Antonio back in the room. He's going to want to hear this, and I, I'll wait, okay? So Antonio Brown is a monster. He, I don't want to say he's made the Steelers because I believe Mike Tomlin deserves so much credit. However, you can't deny that he is, is just the best receiver in the NFL and has been since Calvin Johnson has retired. He, he's just bar none the best. And I know that you like Quintoris Lopez, but – I'm still taking Antonio Brown every year, and and, and consistent did because he deserved it. And I know he's going to the Raiders, and I know that Derek Carr is not Big Ben, and I'm not saying he's going to be. But he's Derek not Carr, Big Ben, but he's also not good. But but he did have an MVP season a few years ago, and I don't know how. And I, I know that you guys are saying it's a fluke that he did that, but. That yeah, can't I don't know how we did it either. I agree with you I, there. That can't be that much of a fluke. You can't be an MVP season. And I'm not saying he's going to finish in your top five quarterbacks this year. And I'm not saying he's going to be in the MVP race this year. Very much the opposite. I don't believe that. But I just mentioned Mike Tomlin, how big of a hand he had in the Steelers' success offensively the last few years. I mean, John Gruden, that that's pretty awesome too. Um, I know I'm calling a lot on history right now to back me up on these things, but uh, I, I still believe in John Gruden. I think Derek Carr has something left in him, 
enough to support Antonio Brown. I'm not saying he has to be the best quarterback in the NFL, but he has enough in him to support Antonio Brown. TJ Yates supported DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I, I, I think it's possible. And then carry on. I don't have, I, I love carry on. We know that. I love carry on. Um, I like him less than Joe Mixon. But That's I like what I was going to ask you was, yeah, yeah. You, are you taking this on the back of Antonio Brown? Yes, carry on would be the centerpiece of this trade for me, but I still like Antonio more than Adam Thielen. So even though I don't like carry on, carry on is slightly under Joe Mixon, but Antonio hey, is Joe. above Thielen to me. So I'm, I'm going Antonio Brown, carry on Johnson, just as two power players there. But this is a hard one. This is hard. I know I talked talked a lot really fast there, but yeah. Well, I, let me I, let me jump is, in and just mention a couple of things. So you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins being sustained with all his terrible quarterbacks. But the only difference between those quarterbacks and Derek Carr is those quarterbacks knew that they needed to throw to their best receiver. Derek Carr is he doesn't know that for some reason. I know as, he's as a burnt. man that's had I Cooper. know you're hurt. There I know you're no, hurt. Kyle. The, Kyle, I know <laughs> you're hurting. But it's, it. I've it's been hurting okay. all episode. Con- <laughs> Connor attacked me from the start and now you're just kicking me while I'm down. <laughs> no, I'm helping you. I'm lending a hand. <laughs> no, the problem is there obviously are problems with Amar Cooper. He quit on plays. He didn't always play hard. But when he ran his routes, he was open every single time. Every time he ran a route, he was open. And Derek Carr did not throw him the ball. And that's just the only, that's the main concern I have with Antonio Brown. He will be open, but will the ball be thrown his way? You know, um, I don't think so, Kyle. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Okay, Connor, Connor, let's open the floodgates now. You come on in. Um, Antonio Tell Brown, Antonio to leave. Tell him to leave real fast, please. Please. Uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. I've got him ranked at about 17th. Whew. Um, Hot. I don't believe in this year's Raiders system. I don't believe in Derek Carr. Um, I, he's, he's through for double-digit interceptions almost every season he's been in the NFL. Um. I think he, I, I don't think he's got the highest IQ of quarterbacks. He's uh, no Ryan Fitzpatrick. I wouldn't trust him with my firstborn child. And <laughs> um, I certainly wouldn't want to trust him with my number one wide receiver. <laughs> that was a great transition. Um, Antonio Brown is undoubtedly one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. Dude was scoring 300 points almost every year but he is regressing. He's 31. Um, I know age is a little bit less of a factor for um, wide receivers, but is it really now on, on, on the, um, is it really now on uh, a receiver that's, you know, getting a little more banged up and he's, he's switching to a new team. He's going to a new, uh, a new conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Anto- I think this is the season Antonio just starts steadily decreasing out yeah. of relevance. I, I agree. I agree um, that he's going to decline, and I have him as the wide receiver eight. So um, it's a big jump from number one, of course. Like this is the wide receiver eight now. He's been the consensus number one every single year, but I don't see him dropping out of my top ten. I, I don't see it happening. This um, this this team is the the they have the twenty third ranked offense, 
It did. We'll see what they do this year. The 27th ranked in the red zone. I, I, I just don't see it happening for him. I just want to jump in and say that Antonio Brown's frostbitten feet are no longer frostbitten due to the heat from that take. <laughs> wow, that was that was hot takes, hot takes, hot takes, and hot cakes. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think that's it. a great a great trade to discuss. Though those are all guys that are upper echelon players, and it, it's a really good conversation point. If you don't know what you feel about a lot of these players, throw out some trades. Try to put together trades. And that's one of the best ways to figure out how you really value these players. If you have Antonio Brown, Harry, and Johnson, offer them up for a good receiver and running back and find out how you really value these players. Yeah, find out how you value and find out how your league mates value them. That, mm-hmm. was, that was a big thing that I had to learn was finding out how, how much everyone else valued other players. And once I learned that, the sky is really the limit on trades because you know who values who where. Mm-hmm. That's a very big thing to know. I like it. Yeah, that's good advice. Now, Connor... This next question, do you have any more hot takes for us? Man, let's just do it. Let's get out of the way. Um, <laughs> bring, bring Antonio's feet back in here. We'll warm them up. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the next one is a trade as well as Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett for T.Y. Hilton and Kenyon Drake. We didn't have any uh, league scoring specified yeah. for this one, so we're just going to assume half point. That's what we do here. Half point. We just assume. That's what we do here. You know what happens when you assume. We're in the business of assuming. Um, <laughs> um, I'll start it off because my, yeah. my take is the least hot. Uh, mine is very lukewarm. <laughs> I'm, I'm look, this is my best lukewarm take I can give you. It's Dalvin <laughs> Cook and Tyler Lockett by a small margin. This is where, <laughs> this is again where I say uh, you uh, get the best player you win. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Antonio's sad. His feet are my mediocre take. His his feet are lukewarm. This one's um, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett, T.Y. Hill, and Kenyon Drake. I'm taking Dalvin Cook, Tyler Lockett because you get the best player, you win the trade. Dalvin Cook, I like him better than T.Y. Hilton. That's it. That's my lukewarm take. (laughs) What a jerk. Kyle, go ahead. Just coming in, dropping some lukewarm water on us and leaving. (laughs) <laughs> nothing special yeah so i'm i'm going the opposite i'm taking the ty hilton Kenyon drake side uh, i think my love for these two players has been mentioned before i'm a colts fan so obviously i have to love ty hilton but i actually do really like him in fantasy this year with lux injury questions recently I, i've moved him down slightly in my rankings which means he's all the way down to number nine in my wide receiver rankings so I still oh am top God. 10. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good year. I've, I've talked about it a lot. He's He's been more consistent recently with Luck, and I think his touchdowns are going to see an increase this year. He has, he has really great potential, and I think he has a pretty safe floor as long as you can take the occasional low-scoring week. And Kenyon Drake, he's always been a guy that people looked at as if he gets the work this year, he's going to be great. If he gets the work this year, he's going to be great. And he hasn't gotten the work yet, but he's still been good. Last season, everybody thought he was going to get 200 carries, 50 catches, just going to be a freak. He only ended up with 120 carries. And he still was the RB17. 173 touches total because he had 53 catches on 73 targets, and he was the RB17. Do you, do you know how many rushes per game that is? 
Oh, I can't quite, math. Quite a bit. It's less than 10, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's uh, it's 7.5 carries per game is what yeah. got him to RB17 last year. Ollie, if he even increases that to 10, 11 carries a game, he's probably going to be on the edge of being an RB1 in the RB1 conversation. The, the problem is, is there's another man there that's going to take his job. That's the problem with Kenyon Drake. This isn't even the hot take. This is not. This is not the hot take <laughs> that we were waiting for. This is just a take from Connor. This <laughs> is just the regular takes. Um, these are mildly warm takes from Connor Murray. Mine are lukewarm today. I'll just. I'll just jump in with uh, first. I want to talk about Tyler Lockett. I think he. He had a great season last year, and um, it's not. Some might say too good. It's not being talked about enough. I don't. It was too good. It was too good. I will say that it was very good. Uh, Probably too good to be true, uh, especially with um, DK Metcalf coming in. It was too good to be true. Don't be. Don't be shy. Be hot. (laughs) (laughs) I I liked him last year, and I tried to acquire him in pretty much all of my leagues. Um, If I could have him this year, I would. Um, not looking great on that end uh, in our dynasty league to get him. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's because the owner. Sometimes they don't want to trade you, and uh, that's the situation. But with uh, the running backs, I don't even think it's close. Uh, the hot take that um, uh, everyone's been waiting on is that I believe that Dalvin Cook will finish as a top three running back this year. Sure, you want to go top three? Maybe, maybe top five, top seven. One, two, you don't have to do this to yourself. Three, top three. You made top this three. decision. You made this <laughs> top three. Three, thanks. So, that's... where do you have him in your rankings since you think he's going to finish top three? Just to throw that out there. I haven't adjusted those yet, but I think I have him at six right now. Behind David Johnson, I'm assuming? Uh, I don't think David Johnson's behind Bell, I think. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Let's see. Yeah, you like Bell better. We've we've established that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was my fault. I didn't mean to impose on you like that. Yeah, step off. <laughs> um, you know, I understand the injury concerns, but uh, with him, he's very young, and he's in a great offense. He's a three-down back. The O-line is just getting better. Uh, he also has one of the easiest schedules in the league, and uh, that's that's a thing that I like to look at uh, early in the season is um, running back schedules. Uh, you know, Latavius Murray's gone. Uh, they replaced him with Mattinson. Um, and, uh, you know, if that doesn't show that they have some faith in Cook, I don't know what does. Uh, both of Cook's injuries have been flukes to me. And uh, I think the Vikings know that. Obviously, he's not going to see over 400 touches because he doesn't need to. Um, but uh, if, if if he gets to, you know, stay on the field and he's efficient, I think that in his third season, he will finish as a top three running back. Oh, I, I just want to mention the fact that there is one player on the depth chart that Rally probably thinks is more talented than Delvin Cook. What? Amir Abdullah. Ooh. That's true. That's true. Uh, do you want to want to go why I like Amir Abdullah so much? Do you want to tell everybody about that? About that wonderful trade? I don't, I don't, no, I don't want to talk about. It. I just want to talk. About, no, I love Dalvin Cook fine. as well. He's he's number eleven in my running back rankings. 
And he's proven to us, albeit in a smaller sample size, that he could be elite, absolutely elite. For sure. But I Actually, think the, the year that he was drafted, I can't tell you how sad I was the Eagles didn't take him. I am also a Michigan football fan, as you guys know, and um, I watched them. I watched FSU, Florida State University, just absolutely tear apart Michigan in the bowl game. And that was almost melodic the way you said that. Absolutely destroyed us. It was beautiful. It was sad. It was not beautiful. It was a it was a tragedy, is what it was. And I watched how great he was and I wanted the Eagles to take him so bad and they didn't, of course. We thought Wendell Smallwood was good enough. That's what that's what we did. The the main concern with Cook for me is a lot of these teams nowadays are seeing these young, injury prone running backs that are super talented. And they're scaling them back in terms of workload. And I don't know if Cook's going to get enough workload to put him in that upper echelon. I still have him at 11. And if he plays a full season, he's going to be top 10. But I don't know if he has that top five upside like Connor's talking about just because if they're smart, I think they'll reduce his workload. And I already mentioned I have T.Y. Hilton as a top 10 receiver. And I have Kenyon Drake I have him a little lower in my rankings. I'm probably going to move him up, actually. But I think he's I think he's actually pretty safe. Whereas Tyler Lockett, I don't know if he's very safe because he had the basically the most efficient season a wide receiver has ever had in the history of the yeah, league last year. I know that I, yeah, I know that I took the Cook Lockett there, and I'm staying with it for sure because Cook, like I said, to get the best player win the trade, but I don't like Tyler Lockett at all. Uh, it's just, you know, Dalvin Cook so good that it's worth it. Yeah, I think th- it comes down to, I think, T.Y. Hilton's a wide receiver one. I think Kenyon Drake's a wide receiver two. Calvin Cook's a fringe running back one, and Tyler Lockett's a flex play. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. That's just where I come down at for that Yeah, one. I agree with, uh, yeah, I mean, I, right. I see where you're coming from. Alright, now for the most important question of the day, the closing Is this going to get hot? This one is going to get real hot. I want someone else to read it because I've put so much work into this. This is the question I took the most serious today. So, please. Yeah, please you uh, you kind of hyped yourself up before we recorded I with did. this answer. I you said, you I've got, got the go. best answer. You need to let me go on for five minutes. They're going to love it. So, I didn't say either of those last two things. <laughs> word but for word. Word for word what you said. You, you, you guys have really hopped this up. So, let's picture this. You're at a fantasy football draft. You're at a local pizza restaurant. Everybody's excited. Drinks are going. Everybody's into it. But you get into an argument. What is the best pizza topping? This argument's big, and I had to correlate it with fantasy football some way. So you know what? I'm going to leave you guys to it. I won't even give you my opinion because this is, this is crazy. This is what ends friendships. So go for it. All right, so uh, here we here we go. So just to let you know, the second best topping is bacon. Second best? Um, no, 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 the best. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. The best, the best. best is bacon. The best, <laughs> the best pizza topping is bacon. And whew, it's it's hard to say because now this is this is this is where I'm this this is why I say bacon because it's not clearly it's wrong. But it adds so much flavor. Bacon's great. Bacon's awesome. Mushroom, sausage, they're all good. Those are great. But pepperoni isn't even a topping anymore. 
pepperoni oh. is a type of pizza. There is a reason that this is not even a question and should not be debated by any person. Pepperoni should not be on this list. It should not be on any list when you're talking about pizza toppings because pepperoni is chosen by so many people that it is its own style of pizza. When you go in to get a hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars, you don't say, I want a hot and ready pineapple pizza or a hot and ready sausage pizza or a hot and ready mushroom pizza. No, they have pepperoni and they have cheese. Pepperoni is an option because so many people like pepperoni that they have to have it on hand at all times. Pepperoni <laughs> is the only option when you're naming these right here. Bacon is the best pizza topping on this list because pepperoni is not a topping option. It is the topping option. When you go get a pizza and you only get one choice, you're going to take pepperoni every single time. Not only is it safe, not only is it spicy, it is all of those things in one beautiful little cylinder circle right there that you just put on top of your pizza. It's perfect. No question. If you have a little kid draw a pizza, they're going to put little circles all over it. Guess what they're not going to put? Sausages and mushrooms and bacon. No, they're going to put little circles all over it because pepperoni is the only option on this list. And rant. The cylinder circles. I like that. <laughs> the I didn't cylinder know circles. Yet. All right. Yeah, um, so uh, you're wrong. Th- that's insane. I just told <laughs> you're you it's wrong. not possible. Here's, here's, you're here, wrong. Here's the, here's the thing. Uh, Kyle, I'll, I'll let you close because you. I think you've got the hot take on this one. Okay. Um, I want to start by saying I think uh, a sleeper pick on uh, pizza toppings is mushrooms. And, for um, sure. For sure. And that's all with that one. But um, – uh, where Riley's wrong is uh, when when you call a restaurant and, you, and you're making your own pizza, they say, what do you want on that? And uh, pepperonis is an option. So um, uh, pepperonis, um, you know, to me are the uh, the the long lasting, the um, as the, the fantasy eternal. footballers call him, the infinity stone, kind of like Frank Gore. They are always they are infinite. They they will always be on pizzas they will always be the best pizza topping there you go kyle okay so i have a couple a couple things to say here they're going to be controversial uh me and my roommates in the apartment i live in last last year we did this thing called pizza wednesday every wednesday we will go on dominoes.com and do their three topping large pizzas every week and the best combination we ever came up with was chicken, banana peppers, and pineapples. Okay. Okay. So um, let me unpackage this real slow for you so you understand. <laughs> All right. Because this is going to might take a second. I'll break it down into some, some bite-sized pizzas. pizzas. So, so have you ever had pineapple on cheese pizzas? Yes. You've had just pineapple and cheese. That's it. The only two toppings. I think so. No, you haven't. That's not how it works. No, he, he you don't. You get pineapple and ham. Solid. Good. Pineapple and and what did you say? Chicken and what was the banana other? Peppers. Banana peppers. Banana peppers. That sounds great. That sounds wonderful. But it's not the single best topping. If you get I one, I never said it was. Topping, You're assuming. Get, oh my God, sue me. <laughs> Come at me. This is ridiculous. You this assumed. No question. This isn't even a question. If you get one pizza topping, you, you're taking pepperoni every time. I'm not. I don't eat pepperoni pizza. I rarely eat pepperoni pizza. Now, that, that right there, that's the exception. That that I understand. That I can roll with is if you don't like pepperoni, period. Okay, cool. You're off the – that's why you get cheese when you go get your $5 hot and ready. But 
pepperoni is the only option. This pepperoni is, is okay. But it doesn't have the flavor of sausage or bacon. No, it's not as I don't as like it as good as sausage or bacon. Yeah, it's not as overwhelming. But it changes the pizza. The pizza takes a completely different different flavor. It's, it's completely different. And when you get a pepperoni pizza, you, you're going to bite the front of the pepperoni, and you're going to take the bite, and the pepperoni is going to drag all the cheese off the rest of the pizza and ruin the rest of the piece. You're assuming. <laughs> That's never happened. What do you mean it's never happened? It happens almost every time. Yes, it does. That happened to me today, actually. It happens all the time. It it yeah. it's it can ruin slices of pizza. Not so enhance them. This ruin. is this is that's the one. Pepperonis are like the Frank Gore. They can make or break you. You put them in the lineup. But I want to go back you're to getting a touchdown your rant. You're, you're getting two points. I want to go back to your rant on pineapples real quick because that's exactly what I was going to say about them. I was not going to say they were the best topping on pizza. I was going to say that all right, all right, they right. enhance a loaded pizza more than any other topping. They're the best complimentary piece. I don't like to uh, I don't like to incorporate healthy things in my body while I'm trying to eat trashy things. So uh, I'm going to disagree with you on putting pineapples <laughs> on pizza. Um, I think it's atrocious. Uh, I think it's criminal, and uh, I don't think it should be allowed. I'm on the extreme end of the spectrum, though, because I eat pineapples on basically everything. Uh, I've even eaten it on plenty of hamburgers in my day. Okay, strange, but I like it. I've had it on one hamburger ever. It was a Hawaiian burger. It was pretty solid. It's pretty good. But uh, I I would like to say this last thing, and this isn't some crazy wild thing like I have been here on this question, but uh, I think that the people... Who like, uh, and I'm not, you know, packaging you into this, Kyle. But I think that people who argue for pineapples on pizza are starting to overload the system. I think there's more people now that that argue for pineapples on pizzas because it's not a hot take anymore. There's so many people that like pe- like that like pineapples on pizza, or at least say they do to be different. And I'm not putting you in this group, but I think there's a lot of those people now. I said twice that I did not not packaging you in there. You can take that how you want, but I didn't. <laughs> but, <laughs> Those so, are the people that are also taking, like Riley, taking. If you say Frank Gore one more time, <laughs> <laughs> taking Montgomery number one overall pick. I ain't taking Montgomery number one overall pick. Misconstruing me. Take him. Pick one, number one, round no, one. I, I, I'm not saying it to be trendy. I eat no, pineapples I on everything, I, no, and I'm not saying it's the best thing you can ever put on pizza, yeah. but I'm saying if you have a pizza, like a Domino's 3 topping for eight nine nine or however much it is, seven nine nine, and you have a choice of several toppings, pineapples will enhance that pizza more than anything else. It's going to bring a different flavor, and it's going to enhance the overall experience more than anything else. It will for enhance it with pepperoni, yes, yes. Like a one-on-one one topping pizza, it's not near the top. Okay, cool. Alright, I'm sorry for assuming that on you. Um, 2019, man, you can't assume anymore. That's fair. So, <laughs> to, end, to end the podcast is something I've wanted to say my whole life. Subscribe to the podcast. Like and rate us five stars. Thank you. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Anywhere podcasts are found. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Formula. That is the letter F F and the number four Mula. 
in Mew LA to finish it up. No, the Mew. Mew. They'll, they'll Mew. figure it out. See you guys. <laughs>